Welcome to another 5-Minute Flip. Welcome to the 5-Minute Flip for March 7th, 2022. So I just did a long-form podcast, episode 62, part 2 of my story talking about depression. And there's times when I'll do an episode of any topic, but this one in particular, where, you know, stuff comes up later and I think, oh, I wish I had said that. I wish I had, you know, mentioned that. I forgot to, that was kind of important. So just in this quick five-minute flip, I want to try to get to a few of those things. One of them was the the quarantine during the pandemic of 2020. Uh, I want to mention this because I know that some of you listening experienced something similar and I want to... I want to I want to honor that. I want to bring that into the room and and help you feel like you're not alone, like you're not alone in that. I don't think for me that the quarantine caused, like I should say was the genesis, the beginning of my depression. I think my depression was already there. I think there were some circumstances already there with it, but the quarantine certainly exasperated it. The quarantine certainly prevented me from being able to have some of the healthy habits needed and 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 likewise for you I think as well if you're in that boat. And so uh you know 2020 the quarantine what it did is it it prevented it really isolated me. It isolated us, right? We were we were very isolated and it prevented us from being able to have that healthy community. The realizing we need that healthy face-to-face in-person in the body experience with other people in community and more so than our own families. I would say too that an experience I had during that that isolation was where my house and it, it didn't help that that we had just moved. We had just moved into this house and it's already a little well, it's a little bit isolated in just the way it's situated geographically and it's much more isolated than I would prefer. Uh, in general, but we we had just moved here, and then the quarantine hit, and my house began to feel like a prison. I mean, neighborhood felt like a prison because you you weren't allowed to go anywhere, you weren't allowed to go out, and certainly there's still lots to be grateful for and, and all those kind of things. But you're it, it eventually wore away on my mind where some of that stuck feeling was associated with even this house itself, and. And so I, I say that to say that after, you know, while we're still dealing with with uh, waves of the pandemic and some of you are listening around the world. And I know a friend of mine that lives in China. He's like, man, we're we're totally locked down. We're still I mean, they're in the thick of, you know, pandemic quarantining. And and so I, I say that different listeners are in different places with the pandemic. But, you know, for me, what I found is when. Uh, a few months ago, I think it was November, we all had COVID again in my house. And, uh, you know, just having to quarantine again and having to do it for really like a month because one of my daughters tested negative. And so we had to quarantine longer because of just the, how, how all that worked. And a, a, a lot of that depression stuff came back. A lot of that because my you're I, again, I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a professional in this in this area. But just from what I've picked up from my own counselor, uh, that I go to, you know, your brain, it develops these patterns and it, it's it's almost like water running down a hill. The water is going to run in kind of the path of least resistance. Your brain develops these neuropathways 
and they develop and then it's kind of a comfortable rut for your brain to go back to. And so, you know, we'd hit these quarantine patches where we'd have to quarantine again. And those were really, really tough times for me to get through. And so I just want to talk a little bit about that. Just just really mentioning it in the few minutes that we have. We're going to go over five minutes, but you should be used to that by now. I also want to mention this just came up in you know, one of the accountability groups that I'm in. Um, this was not the case for me uh, necessarily, but just the amount of porn usage that skyrocketed during the pandemic, during the quarantine, and that comes with that type of isolation. And I was I was talking to a friend who who talked about that. He's like, man, my porn usage just I was doing great. I was really you know clean or sober or whatever words you want to use, free. And then pandemic hit, and I was back. I was back into that addictive cycle and into binging. And and so if that's you, and and I, I'm saying this because that doesn't go away when the pandemic ends, when the quarantine ends. Those new addictive patterns remain. Those new addictive, those neural pathways remain. Uh, man, just really encourage you to get some help. Um, hop If you're a guy, hop into one of my beyondthebattle.net groups. Uh, highly encourage you to use Covenant Eyes. Welcoming uh, Covenant Eyes uh, back in as an official sponsor on the podcast uh, this month. But just uh, using promo code BEYOND. We'll get you 30 days free of Covenant Eyes, and that's a that's a product I've used for years and years and years. But really, to get help, don't do everything you can to fight against that addiction and stopping it now before it just gets worse. So I want to mention that, and then lastly, just I really think with depression, we need a theological integration that. That uh, and let me say this: while I did not fall back into porn usage, uh, addiction, etc., during the pandemic, certainly those variables um, led me to a place of weakness, uh, being weaker than I was uh, prior to that. And so I, I can definitely say that on the podcast and having to really ramp up my own accountability and really ramp up my own even restrictions when it comes to my settings on my phone and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, praising God that that those those that type of accountability is there. You just you have to be you gotta be you gotta access it. Have the courage, have the courage, and and um, ask God for the the strength to get back up off the mat and to put those restrictions into place. And again, know that you're not alone. You're not alone. Okay. Lastly, theological integration with depression. I think this is a big one where. Uh, as pastors, we're generally not vulnerable. I mean, goodness, I think pastors are generally some of the least vulnerable Christians around. And maybe you have your your vulnerable spaces, I hope. But man, when we don't model some type of vulnerability from the pulpit, uh, from podcasts like this, what does that communicate to Christians? What does that communicate to people in our church? What does it communicate to people listening? what it communicates is as if you have a problem like depression, there's something really, really wrong with you. Because look at me, I'm the pastor, I'm made of plastic, I'm perfect, and we really, we're really selling a product. We're selling Jesus because we want you in our church. We need your butt in that seat. We need your bucks in the offering plate because we need to pay for these buildings. Butts, bucks, and buildings. We, we talked about that this last Sunday at our, our church plant uh, launch team Bible study. And just... Those, if if that's what our motivation is as pastors, we are going to fake it and we're going to sell a Jesus that 
that is that will solve all your problems. We're going to sell a plastic Jesus. And, and every sermon is going to be about how to make your life better in three easy steps. And it's going to be a fortune cookie type of sermons. Joel Osteen, your best life now. And smiling, smiling, smiling. If your pastor is always smiling, if the only time you've ever seen your pastor, he or she, is smiling, 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 I, that's a red flag to me. That is a warning sign. Uh, and it's it's not to say that your pastor should always be sad, 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 um, or that that they have to they have to have you know struggle with depression to to be real. But I'm just saying there is struggles in life. And yes, pastors, I don't think we should share the nitty gritty details and everything we're going through from the pulpit. And there's things that happened last night in your life that you should share in private spaces, not public spaces. But there there has to be. Let, we have to let people behind this curtain, behind this veil, so that when, to some degree, with your testimony, the stories you tell, I don't know, you, you've got to let people know that you struggle, that you're weak, and it's a, it's a risk you have to take. You know, yeah, could your, your elder board might, you know, fire you or something if you share too much. I don't know. I don't know your situation, but I'm saying we have to take these risks because, the people listening to us, the people that are saying, what does it mean to be a Christian? We have to show them that that struggle is part of the journey. And it was part of the journey in Scripture. You know, I mentioned Elijah in First King, First Kings 19 uh, in that depression podcast episode I did. I was thinking about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. And, and you know, different Bible translations will say he... He was sweating like drops of blood, or he was sweating drops of blood. But his, as, as he was facing the cross the next day, and he was in mental agony. He was in mental and emotional turmoil and agony. He was, he was alone and isolated. His disciples, who were supposed to be there for him, his right-hand guys, and he said, you know, pray pray with me. I'm going into the darkest night of my life. Will you, will you stay up and pray with me? And they fell asleep. And, and he, just the, the abandonment of that even as a human being, right? That we've all felt. And so his, have you prayed? I've prayed weeping prayers. Have I prayed? Have you prayed where your prayer your mental and emotional state was so agonized that your body was sweating profusely. Your prayer turned into a workout. Your your prayer was messing with your brain chemistry and 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 this, you know, how things are supposed to fire in your brain so much that your brain triggered your body to start sweating because of the amount of anxiety, the amount of emotional distress that was on your your body, your mind, and your soul. That's where Jesus was. And and look, this is part of the Christian walk. It's if you read the Psalms, they are filled with that type of that type of emotion. And I just think it's important that we we integrate that we integrate that into our theology so that when it happens and it's 
going to happen, it doesn't blindside us. It doesn't blindside Christians where we go, whoa, I must be a really bad Christian. Jesus must not love me anymore. I must have done something really wrong. Maybe God has abandoned me. Maybe it is time to end to end my life. All these kind of things where we feel like it's the end because we've been fed uh, a fake plastic Christianity. And so, so Christian, brother, sister, uh, that's on this walk with me, know that, that this is part of the walk and and Jesus is with you. Uh, he is with you in it. He has experienced it. And you can cry out to him the way the psalmists cry out to God. You can cry out to God with your full emotion. And I'll just wrap up with a couple things I said in that depression podcast. Uh, don't isolate yourself. Reach out to others. Talk. That's why I talk about it on the podcast. I'm, tr- I'm destigmatizing it in my own life. And I want to destigmatize it in your life. You talk to a friend, text a friend, call a friend right now, destigmatize it in your life. Uh, get professional help, professional counseling. Don't be afraid to take medication if that's prescribed by your doctor or recommended by your counselor. And uh, just don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Don't do it alone. Don't isolate. Don't isolate. Don't isolate. And remember uh, the semicolon. Uh, This is not the end. This is not the end. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. Uh, Feel free to reach out to me, podcast at beyondthebattle.net, if I can be an encouragement to you at all. So thanks for listening to this, this, uh, let me see here, uh, this 13-minute, five-minute flip. (laughs) And uh, until next time, I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening to this five-minute flip. Subscribe for more flips and long-form episodes of The Flip Side. Visit www.patreon.com slash to support and get sweet flip side swag.